Welcome to the Daily Advent Devotional with Not the Worst Pastors Podcast. Merry Christmas! And welcome back to day four of Good News of Great Joy. James Gomez alongside Matt Coyne. And we are not the worst pastors. We're excited to spend the next few minutes with you here as today's focus is from Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 5, as we talk about the title is For God's Little People. And one of the things that I wanted to start off if you have not read the passage yet today, I wanted to just point out a few things. Maybe James has a few things to point out as well. But when you see this word registered here, I want you to make sure you understand that they were going to pay taxes. They were going back to their own town. And if you're wondering why does that make such a big deal about each back to their own town is many scholars think that actually um, that Caesar was kind of being nice to the customs of the Jewish people saying you can go back to your hometown. Um, But that's what I've kind of always taken of, you know, yeah, he's, he's wanting people registered. He wants his taxes. He wants his mun muns. um, But he's saying, go back. And here's one of the things that I want you to focus on. Mary wasn't from Bethlehem. So that we know of, but she really didn't have to go back with, I I read a commentator one time who said she didn't have to go back with Joseph back to day one and her humility or day two, forget what day that was day two. I think it was, um, she was saying, well, I want you, I want to be with you. I don't have to go. I'm pregnant. I'm uber pregnant. No, I don't want to go to Bethlehem right now, but she didn't. Again, she shows what it means to live selflessly. She goes back with Joseph. So, That's just something from I wanted to point out my little small mind takes from that passage. What about you, James? Well, I I, I would have to like look again, but Mary didn't have to go because she is a woman. I mean, I don't know that that I think that's 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 probably (laughs) that's probably the reason that she didn't have to go because I mean, hers and Joseph's lineage both trace back to David. So, Correct. I mean, so if it's to the the city of David, I mean, I don't really know what the rules were for how to how to identify how far back you go to find out where you have to go to to register or pay your taxes in this time. Yeah. So, I don't really know That's that a good part. point. You're right. That would that would be the bigger one. You're right. <laughs> would be that she is a woman and she didn't have to go. So, but yeah, the city of David, that's important to note there. Right. So, that's the that's the big deal there. Um it, and I think the the taxes that's the that's the reason. I mean, Caesar Augustus is he doesn't I mean, maybe he cares, maybe he doesn't care, whatever. He wants his mun muns, as you said. Who calls it <laughs> mun muns, by the way? My kids. My kids. Your kids. Where did they learn that from? Yeah. You. For Goof guy, goofy guy. Mun muns. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't from Brittany. She's too proper. So um, oh, so one more thing. Uh, we've talked about John the Baptist and how he when he showed up, they hadn't had a prophet in four hundred years. And yeah, so it seems like, you know, at this time when they're supposed to go to go to Bethlehem, it's just, it it doesn't seem to like make any sense that that this would be the thing that they have to do now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up because so it was prophesied Micah 5, 2, that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. We talked about these prophecies the last few days. And one of the things I want to make sure you note, if you're listening, is God was very detailed in his prophecies of how this was going to all happen. 
I mean, the, one of my biggest things that I just my mind's blown and James, you're going to just I think you'll think this is interesting or funny. He even prophesizes the donkey when Jesus walks in on a donkey on Palm Sunday, like down to a donkey, donkey, a donkey that <laughs> that he like this is how specific the Lord is. And I think that's important to remember that he wasn't just willy nilly putting this together. He's been putting this together purposefully and in the way, of course, our sovereign Lord would. So just keep that in mind. And one of the things I wanted to point out as well, not to move on, but because we only have a few minutes is if you haven't read today's devotional, there's a part that says God wields an empire to fulfill his word and bless his children. And the way I take that in the devotional is God even included the most powerful empire maybe known in history, the Roman Empire. He literally made the Roman Empire part of the salvation plan. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, I'm not saying there, but that was part of it. Caesar was the one who called the census. He was the one who had them go back. And it, it was that was part of it. You know, that was and I just think that's interesting. God even said, I'm going to wield the most powerful empire in the world to be part of this. Yep. And I think that gives us an opportunity to, okay, to look at, well, how does God work? And there's not like a a perfect uh, formula for how he works in every generation. We don't read every story of the Bible and say, well, we know what God's going to do next because this is what he always does. But mm. one thing that he does consistently is he takes the the little people or the less significant or the maybe the yeah. seemingly less significant people that maybe shouldn't play a role in the plan, and then he just uses them for that anyway. So even if you take uh, the Virgin Mary or you take Joseph, I mean, these are essentially nondescript random people in so many ways. And then Caesar Augustus, why should he play a role? And yet. He yeah. does. And so that those are the, some of the surprising things that God does as uh, he reveals the big picture through little people. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the big thing that I take from today. And what kept coming to my mind was Ephesians 3, uh, verse 14 through 20. And one of my favorite verses where it says, now unto him who's able to, to do anything beyond you can think or imagine. And what I love about this idea is to think God if God can work through Caesar, God can work through Mary, God can work through Zechariah, keep keep going, keep going, keep going. He can work in our lives. And it is that verse that really makes me think, don't limit God. Don't limit what he can do. Clearly, he can do a lot through people who, in this case, what does it say for God's little people? That's today's title. So mm-hmm. I hope you know that God can work through you. Just go to him and pray big, pray bold, and see what he can do. So that's all we have for today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you back here for day number five of Good News of Great Joy.